five of them, right? So. Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. I'm the sidekick. I'm Dylan Waugh. I'm the Dwight to Ken's Michael Scott. Today, we're going to be asking what hockey can learn from the World Baseball Classic, Hudson Fashing. We're going to be talking about the Calgary Flames, the Winnipeg Jets, and an all-new segment, Storytime with Ken Campbell. Check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter, at Ken underscore Campbell 27, of course, at underscore Dylan Waugh. You know, I've always said that if you give me nine or ten times to try something, I'll get it reasonably good. <laughs> Not great. No. But reasonably good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> how was thing, your week? It's a good It's a good thing that uh, you have to get coach, coaching today because uh, you took a while there. I. <laughs> what was that, take four? Was that take four on the intro? That was like, yeah, yeah, at least. Okay. Yeah, that was not ideal. No. No, you didn't like my first sidekick reference. Yeah, it was lame. I, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, but you said squirrel and moose. I said moose and squirrel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Anyways, uh, how was your week? Oh, fabulous. Yeah? Yeah. Just a regular 12, week in paradise? 13 games last night. Yeah. 13 games last night. It was awesome. Yeah. Plus the World Baseball Classic, which you're going to talk about. So tell me what you want to talk about with the World Baseball Classic. Well, you know, as I was sitting there last night on the Barca Lounger, <clears throat> watching, watching, flipping between 13 hockey games and the World Baseball Classic, which has been fabulous. Yeah. And and really compelling. And the players, you could tell the players just loved playing in it. It was fantastic. It was great. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting there, and it's 3-2 for Japan. Shohei Otani is on the mound, and there's two out, and he's facing his teammate, his Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim teammate, Mike Trout, with the whole thing on the line. like these, And these are two of the best players in major league baseball yeah right the guy with the best stuff on the mound and probably the best hitter in baseball yeah and i don't even watch that much baseball but i was totally compelled by it so otani strikes trout out and japan wins yeah and it's amazing and i just got to thinking like wow if only if only we could have Connor mcdavid and Sidney Crosby and Connor Bedard going against Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau and you Austin know, all, Matthews. Yeah, like and Austin Matthews. How did you forget Austin Matthews? I didn't forget him. Uh, anyways, anyways, I just thought like baseball. Why does hockey not get this right? Like they they have no vision for international play, right. none whatsoever. They haven't gone to the last. 2014, 18, two. 22. They haven't gone to the last two Olympics. Yeah. Uh, the last World Cup was 2016. 2016. Yeah. There's, you know, they were going to have one this year, but then they scrubbed it because of, because Russia, because of the situation with Russia. Um, Ken, are you advocating for a World <clears throat> Cup of hockey? No, I'm advocating for them to just get their shit together and get an international calendar. Yeah. And, and which, which includes the Olympics. And if you want to hold a World Cup, great. You know, but this this isn't that difficult 
It really isn't that difficult. Yeah. And these are the kinds of things that grow the game. And I know people will sit there and say, yeah, Edwin Diaz got hurt. And, uh, and uh, uh, Altuve got hurt. You know, that happens. That could have happened in a spring training game. Yeah. Um, so, so there will be some blowback saying, you know, this was a nothing event in, in the grand scheme of things as far as MLB is concerned. And two guys, two very key guys got hurt and will miss parts of the season. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. I mean, John Tavares got hurt at the Olympics in 2010. It happens. It can happen in a regular season game. It can happen in a spring training game. It can happen while they're walking their kids to school. You know, like if if you're going to use that as a reason. Didn't Corey to- Perry fall down the stairs in preseason when he was with the Dallas Stars? He might have. Yeah, I mean, there's like a reason why he had a bad year and then guys a good have playoffs. cut themselves chopping onions you know what i mean like yeah, it's yeah. like like all this stuff can happen yeah and and to 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 say that to 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 not do it for that reason i think is is lame and short-sighted and terrible um but i just i just thought that the you know the world baseball classic it's pre it's 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 spring training right now um you know people were into it the players were totally into it mm-hmm. you know i mean the mexico was crazy i mean i i assume it got really good tv numbers i i don't know but i i got to think it got some very good tv numbers it providing some really compelling um competition and i i just think like it's not that difficult guys yeah. you know and 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 so with the nhl and nhlpa like <clears throat> this is not a bargaining chip this is not part of your turf war you know what i mean like get it together figure it out this is good for everyone yeah you're supposed to be partners yeah you are partners in this now you know that's the way it works you guys are supposed to be partners right so figure out ways to grow the game to have events like this on a regular basis that people can go yes oh it's next year and yeah, not only is it next year, I know it's going to happen next year. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm sh- I know that because they told me it's going to happen next year. Yeah. You know, so that, that to me was, that's my TED talk. I just want them to wait long enough <clears throat> before they do regular international stuff until Canada starts producing goalies again. <laughs> You're going to be waiting. Well, maybe. Yeah. I've got a whiteboard that says otherwise. Yeah, well, does it have Jordan Bennington's name on it? It does not. Because he's freaking awesome. (laughs) Man. Um, On a side (laughs) note, on a side note of Jordan Bennington, I've been thinking a lot about him lately because there was a clip of him going around Twitter where in the playoffs that he won the cup, he was talking about being calm and how he's always been a calm guy. Do I look like, the big line was, do I look nervous? Because somebody said... Somebody said, "Are you are you nervous about all of this?" And he just kind of looked with this deadpan look and said, "Do I look nervous?" But he also he, he talked about being calm and how he's always been a calm guy. Mm-hmm. And it just got me thinking about Robin Leonard. Remember Robin Leonard throwing temper tantrums in Buffalo? Yep. There might be something more happening mm-hmm. that we're not privy to, and maybe we should be careful. Okay. Yep. Just a thought. Yep. Just a thought. Well, you never know what someone else is going through, right? Well, it, yeah, never, but what I'm saying that. is that when there's no history of this and yeah. when there's history of this, I mean, yeah. how, how often have, have you seen it, either in your personal life or whatever, where, where uh, you know, somebody... Oh, hell, it's happened to me. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> well, I, I more mean like in terms of like a, a mental health issue. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like, like my, my dad, you know, he had something that was very <clears> akin <throat> to Parkinson's. 
yeah. he had it very early. Yeah. And so people kind of distanced themselves from him because they're like, well, this guy's kind of acting like a dick these days. Okay. And then everybody felt real bad when he died. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so it's just to say that maybe maybe we ought to start seasoning this with a little bit of salt, you know. Okay. As as we have those conversations. Not to say that he shouldn't be called on his BS, because of course he should be called on his BS, but uh you know, when you see somebody's personality change so drastically so quickly. But has it changed? Like, we didn't really know him before. Yeah. Like, I've always kind of seen him as kind of an entitled. Have you? Guy like that just, you know, and, 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 and you know, I mean, it wasn't just performance related that it took him mm. five or six years to find his way. Yeah, You know, I mean, talk to anybody in the St. Louis Blues organization from before and they'll tell you that this was a fairly high maintenance guy who was, you know, I mean, there was a year where they couldn't even they didn't want him on their own farm team. They had to give him to Providence in in Boston. Yeah, because they they didn't even want him in the organization. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I've always seen him as kind of a bit of a. Yeah. Jerk. I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I just watching that interview mm-hmm. and then thinking about it in contrast to the interviews that I've yeah. seen recently and I just yeah. thought, oh, boy, maybe, you know, yeah, maybe there's something something else going on here. But hey, you know what? I could also be wrong and it certainly doesn't uh, necessarily just completely uh, absolve know, him. Absolve of, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, right. Of, uh, of anything. So anyways, that was our little Jordan Binnington TED Talk. One thing that I got to say about the baseball class, there's a reason why international hockey will always be better than baseball, no matter who's playing and all the well, rest of it. because it's hockey. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, yeah. Ken. What, were you reading the notes yeah. on, the, on the palm of my hand? You, you had the punchline already well, ready that, there? That, you kind of you served that up as a belt-high fastball to keep the baseball euphemisms going. <laughs> <laughs> very nice, very nice. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, <clears throat> Hockey's amazing. And 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 so really when you sent is. me this about baseball, I was just like I was like, yeah, I didn't even know that that was going on because I just could not care less about other sports than hockey. I I and you know what? I'm I'm kind of the same. Yeah. Like I don't watch a lot of baseball. I used to. I loved baseball. Your before. sons are more diverse in their sports that they watch or one uh, of them is. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Lucas, yeah. He loves he loves yeah. the NFL. So that's going to that's going to of course my, keep my my older guy likes baseball. Both of them like baseball. Hmm. So yeah, but um but yeah, that's how you make generations of fans, right? Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you know, it it's good. USA and Japan, two fairly large markets. <laughs> oh yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with with like really sort of deeply embedded baseball histories. Yeah. Uh so that that helps. Yeah. But um I mean, that's what people will be talking about in baseball for the next couple of days. Yeah. You know, they're not yeah. going to be talking about how good Joe Schlobotnik looks for the Arizona Diamondbacks in <laughs> spring training, <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 So. I do agree though. Having having a regular schedule because we had two or three or four Olympics in a row where there were NHLers at it. Yeah. Yeah. And and we started to take it for granted. 90802060610. Yeah, four. Yeah. Yep. Hey. <laughs> Nicely done. I got one right. Nicely done. <laughs> this is not this is th- Well, you said we had between 3 and 6. Yeah. No, you said 3 or 4. I said 2 and then or 3 or 4. Yeah. I was I was kind of counting in my mind as I was saying it, but anyways, yeah. look, the, I mean, the trouble I, with this get- podcast, the biggest problem with this podcast is that we have to re- rely on you for your memory. That's bad. <laughs> 
See, and the, the problem too is that the IOC, like a lot of people have kind of had it with the IOC and I get it. Yeah, for good reason. Yeah, and 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 there aren't there are some drawbacks to it. There are definitely some drawbacks to it for the NHL, but yeah. to me, I, I I just go back to 2010. I just go. Let back me to, ask you something. I just go back to 2010. That's the, that's the that's the best I, hockey I will probably ever see in my life. Let, let me ask you something. Uh, with a World Cup of hockey, is that hockey related revenue that leads to the salary cap? Uh, no, it's not. It doesn't. It's outside of the CBA. They split it, obviously. The, okay. The league and the and the PA. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's out. It's it's outside of the salary cap. It's it's outside of. Sorry, it's outside of hockey related revenue. Yeah, it's yeah. outside of HRR. Okay, interesting. Because I, I was going to say, like, if that's part of hockey related revenue and yeah. can lead to a raising salary cap at a time when we're having trouble with that and yeah. sticking logos on sweaters and all the rest of it, then like, let's do that. Well, the only you know? the only thing is, is it's got to make money. I mean, it'll make money. Mm. It's the world cash grab of hockey. Camp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should we move on? Uh, sure. You have a player that you want to talk about for Masterton. Well, I uh, <clears throat> I've talked about him. Someone who didn't have cancer. Exactly. Or had a bad year last year that led well to he had good... he had a lot of bad years before this yeah year. okay well, but but i'm talking about a guy by the name of hudson fashing and i think i talked about him earlier in, you have in and an you wrote an article podcast. about him in yeah, ken yeah. campbell.substack.com <clears throat> subscribe for this and ken's other great writing also check us out on apple podcast <laughs> yes i'm doing this just to interrupt ken go ahead oh yeah and you can get it right to your inbox if you sign up for you Ken know my pitch, my, my, my sales pitch, yeah. Um, but I, I talked about it on a previous podcast. But to me, Hudson Fashing scored the second goal for the New York Islanders last night. Uh, he's got seven goals. I think he's got, you know, I mean, it, it's really irrelevant what how many points he has. Mm. Uh, I am I am officially kicking off the Hudson Fashing for Masterton campaign. Um, I think, and I think it's really important. I think it's really important. You know, I mean, the, the Masterton is not a trophy that people put a ton of, you know, credence into, into. Yeah. But to me, like, tell me a guy that's come back from more adversity than this guy. Mm. I mean, he was in the minors for a bunch of years. Um, his sister died in tr when he was in training camp with the New York Islanders. He's got a brother and a sister, both of whom are were essentially humans trapped in their own bodies they couldn't do anything hmm. they really were unable to react to anything I, I i wrote what the what the condition is and i can't remember the name of it um but they were both confined to wheelchairs for their entire lives you know hudson fashing you know really stepped up as a kid his dad told me that he never once complained about having to be a part of their caregiving hmm. <clears throat> growing up and, uh, you know, the kid comes up, he gets drafted, he bounces around. Um, his father-in-law dies this summer. He has a baby. And then he signs with the Islanders and, and figures, well, you know what? At the very least, I can play for their, their farm team. Mm -hmm. uh, but I can, I'm also a more of a, of a defensive guy, so I might fit in with this system. Well, it turns out he's fit in great. Mm -hmm. Like, he and Zach Parise are, are like, like, it's like, it's like, they have to resign those guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and so to me, like that's like Hudson Fashing is what the Masterton Award, Masterton Trophy embodies. You know, perseverance, dedication. You know, it's it's basically the comeback player of the year. And you could certainly 
put Jamie Benn in there who got his 30th goal last night. You yeah, know, unreal. But they there's also a sportsmanship aspect to, to it. They talk <laughs> about sportsmanship. That might be a tough sell for Jamie Benn. Yeah. However, to me, I mean, there's nothing that embodies this award more than what Hudson Fashing has gone through and done this year. And mm-hmm. like I'm gonna be campaigning, I'm gonna be talking to all my fellow writers and and i mean the first the first part of it is he has to get nominated by the local chapter because they each chapter each local chapter of the phwa nominates a a player from that team so the first thing that that has to happen is the islanders have to nominate hudson fashing Mm -hmm. and i sure hope they do uh and and uh and and then and then we have to get the vote out and to me, this is a slam dunk. It's a slam dunk. There's nothing that personifies this award more than Hudson Fashing. And, and, and I think it would mean something if you gave it to a guy like Hudson Fashing. You give it to Jamie Benn. I mean, the guy's already, you know, done a bunch of he's things. Got he's got a Robert Richard under his belt. Yeah, he's got, yeah. you know, I mean, but you give it to a guy like this, like, what does that tell, you know, a lot of these guys slugging it out in the minors, you know, not getting their chance, maybe getting their chance and squandering it. You yeah. know, um, that there's hope. I mean, the kid's 27, you know? You know, the truth is, if you're slugging it out in the minors, <clears throat> you truly and honestly just love the game, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, uh, like, I remember, like, you know, telling you some some of the crazy hits and fights and stuff that took place at, yeah. at you know, a camp. Right. 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 And you were like, and and best case scenario, these guys make like three hundred bucks a week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what exactly. I mean. Like, yeah. you're you're truly you're only doing it for the love of the game. Hudson Fashing is most commonly <clears throat> on a line with uh, Casey Sezikis as a center and Matt Martin as a left wing. They play the fourth most of any line combination, forward line combination on the New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. But more than anything, I wanted to mention their relative metrics. So okay. relative to the average of the team. Okay. They are 8% better Corsi 4 relative to the rest of the team. So that's, the average That's good, right? That's excellent. Yeah, yeah. So the average okay. of the team, they're 8% okay. better than that average. Okay. Okay. They are uh <clears throat> 6.7% better in expected goals for percentage. In scoring chances for percentage 0.67 scoring chances better than relative to the team. And in high danger, Corsi, 4.02% better than relative to the team. This line is, to your point, um, it's, it's, it's helping carry the, the New right. York Islanders and keeping them. Like, they, they, didn't look, they, they didn't look like they had a chance at a playoff spot. Yeah, and, and now they're going to be in. Now they're going to be in. Good chance. And, oh, good. Very good chance, I yeah, think. Yeah, You know, and, and I know now, you know, Fashing, I think, was playing a lot with Parise and Pajo last night. Uh, and and it looks like he's, you know, he's pro- that that indicates to me that he's moving up the lineup because now Clutterbuck's back with Sezikis and Martin on the, on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, I mean, okay, great. I didn't know any of that stuff that you just told me, but here we go. Yeah. Like there's, you know, okay, you want do you want to pick a guy who's actually done something? Right. You know, this guy's doing something. This guy's making a difference. Yeah. He's, he's making a difference. He scored yeah. a big goal last night. Yeah. Put him up two one. Yeah. Put him ahead in the game to stay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, that's great that you dug up those stats. I love it. Yeah. Wow. You love the stats, eh? 
<laughs> well, I like them when they when they betress my own argument. <laughs> betress is a good one. It's a good word, eh? Yeah, that's a great one. That's a good word. You had to really dust that one off, eh? Coming out of the archive. No, I use it a lot. I use a lot of big words that you don't understand. <laughs> Uh, don't I worry, am, folks. I Ken's only being facetious. I am loquacious. You are loquacious. Yes. Okay, good. Your face is loquacious. <laughs> that word doesn't mean what you think. I think that word doesn't mean what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, the only thing that I, I will say is uh, I just have such an issue with the Bill Masterton Award. Why? It just... That, well, tread lightly, pal. This is a PHWA award, so don't be dissing... <laughs> The okay. PHWA. Fair enough. It just, it it smacks of kind of like, well, my favorite players suffered worse than your favorite. I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like there yeah, should be I get it. Yeah. maybe multiple winners. Yeah, no, no, you, you're right. Like, maybe if yeah. you reach a threshold yeah. of votes, you get it <clears throat> along with other people. I, I, I think then it kind of cheapens it a bit. But, but my guy had cancer. But my guy, yeah, yeah, father yeah. died. Okay. You yeah, know what I mean? I it's it. kind of got this. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. 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 I, it's, it's. Like I, it's one of those things where it's just like it's the unintended consequence. I love the idea. Mm-hmm. The idea is so important in in a sport, and then in practice, it turns into these Twitter battles. Like, who hasn't had cancer? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, in practice, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call me when it's a stroke. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, in practice, it turns out very badly. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I never really thought of that. Um, because I'm sitting here going, well, tell me a guy who's had it worse than this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you're and, probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think that yeah, more than anything I is the key it. that you said about the dad and him <clears> being <throat> respon- uh, 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 widely part of the caregiving for his siblings. Yeah, the yeah. The dad saying he never complained and he yeah. did this and he balanced that with his studies and he balanced that with his hockey yeah. and he balanced that with like, like that's like, well, you're talking about and, a lot and, of. And like his sister died while he was in training right. camp. Like. She was 20, I think, four years old or something like that. Yeah. She wasn't supposed to live beyond adolescence, so it wasn't, you know, I mean, but but she died. Yeah. Like, she had epilepsy, and they had to control her seizure, seizures, and they had to heavily medicate her, and it just, it just, that's she, so, she broke down. That's so horrifying, Right, man. you know? So, yeah. like, I mean, and he's in training camp trying to make this team while this all of this is happening. Yeah. You know, so. And, you, yeah, that's, yeah, that's horrifying. So that's, to me, that's, you know, like, it's like, it's a no-brainer, but. And, and to me, like, I, like I, I'm like i I'm way more passionate about this one than I would be if it was going, if it were going to, uh, you know. Brian Boyle. Yeah, or, no, no. I mean, he had, he did the cancer thing, too, so. <laughs> no, but, like, if it were going to someone like, uh. I, I don't know, Troy Terry or something, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. Like this, I think it really means something if you give it yeah. to Hudson Fashing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I agree with you. <clears throat> and I think that it, and I do like that there's a place to recognize it. It's just like, yeah. it's just one no, of those I, things. No, I, I get that yeah. argument. I, I do get that argument. That that actually does make sense. Yeah. But you know what they say, right? Like Twitter's not a cesspool. Oh, wait, I got that Wait wrong. a second. No, 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 no. You forgot. <laughs> oh, I, I added an extra t- word. Yeah, you added an extra word. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, should we move on to talk about some of these teams? I guess so. All right, well. Whatever. I don't care. Should we get directly to the point or should we beat around the bush? No, I'll beat around the bush. <laughs> well, some weather we've been having lately, Ken. <laughs> 
Hey, everybody, the biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, in case you haven't noticed, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see See what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. <laughs> can you with- believe it? It's <laughs> spring and it's getting nice out and it's staying. I oh, we always used to make fun of this at the hockey news when people would say, "Do you notice it's staying light out a lot later now?" <laughs> or do you can you can you believe how how dark it's getting? How early it's getting dark? It happens every year. <laughs> what do you Can you, you believe this weather? It's snowing in the middle of January. I know. Oh, uh, this year was really bad. I find this city, Toronto, I've never lived, I've lived in Sudbury, I've lived in Ottawa, I've lived yeah. in Timmins, uh, and now I'm living in Toronto for the better part of my life now. Yeah. I've never seen a city that's more obsessed with weather than this place. <laughs> with they my- braved bone-chilling minus two temperatures outside. Like, shut up. Shut up. It's weather. It happens. It's cold in the winter. It's hot in the summer. It's in between in the fall and spring. Deal with it. Can I tell you what bothers me about... It rains sometimes. Can I tell you what bothers me about Toronto weather, though? Uh, What? We have a week of minus 40. Yeah. Not this year. We've had a very mild winter this year. Mm -hmm. We'll have a week of minus 40. And then three days of plus five. Okay. And then another week of minus You're You're gilding the lily here a little bit. I don't know if it's ever been minus 40 in my whole time living in With wind chill, it has Minus been. 30. Okay, whatever. We have a week yeah, of yeah. minus 30. Then it's like plus <laughs> five. And then uh, for two days. And then we have another week of minus 30. And it's like just think, enough time to feel only, good. Do you think that's only Toronto that gets that? I think that Toronto's in a very unique climate zone. Yeah, go to Calgary, bud. Go to Calgary. Okay. It changes every five minutes in Calgary. Yeah, well, that's fair. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. Don't talk to me about weather. You've never lived in Calgary? I haven't, but I've been there lots of times. Yeah? Is it, was it when you were covering, oh, what team was it again? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends in Calgary, and I've been there to visit them, too. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> Let's talk about... The Calgary Flames. <laughs> Noise. <laughs> did you when you said Calgary? Did you did you know that we were going to the Calgary Flames next? I didn't. I I had. It was maybe it was subconscious. Never admit that. No. Yeah. yeah. Always just say yes. What a I great did. segue. I tell all my goalies. I say whether you meant to make that save or you didn't. You just always say yes. Of course, I meant to knock it off the shaft of my stick to hit my face, fall down, hit the front of my face mask, bounce in between my legs, and then I covered it. That is how I planned on stopping that puck. Exactly. Yeah. Calgary Flames. Tell me what you're thinking about the Calgary Flames. Ugh. Well, they beat the worst team in the NHL last night, which is nice. Ah. That's literally the 31, you know 31st best thing you could have told me that they <laughs> yeah. did last night. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, to say that it's been a disappointing season would be a huge understatement. I, I you know, I mean, I, I 
don't think this team is going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and to me, the difference is Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. And I, and I can't even blame Calgary for that because he made it pretty clear that he wasn't coming back. Oh, yeah. No, so they, they, had, they had their they hands had tied. They had to trade him. Yeah. They had to trade him. Yeah. But look at what Matthew Kachuk is doing right now. He's going to get easily 100 points. Yeah. He's, I mean, last night's loss to a shitey Philadelphia team, notwithstanding, he's probably going to almost single-handedly carry the Florida Panthers into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And and maybe get some heart trophy love. Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. Um, and then, you know, I mean you Does lose Does it matter after Connor McDavid? <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't. Yeah. You, you you I mean, you you lose Gaudreau and Kachuk and you replace them with Huberto and Kadri. And the two players you replace, the ones that left, haven't done the job. And and yeah. I mean, but there's more layers to this. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you watched much of their loss to uh, <clears throat> L.A. the other night. They lost like eight two. I that, didn't watch boy, that one. Boy, no. did that look like a team that's trying to get its coach fired. I think that they are. Truthfully, well, I think they're they're probably going to be successful. Not not I mean, like it, I, mean, I, I don't and, think that anybody any just, team tries just, to get their coach but, fired. No, but, but I just, just no, but I just think that every coach has a shelf life, even when they win the Jack Adams Trophy. Even when they're they they produce a really good season, and and I just I just I just wonder if this is a team that's not just tired of that message, you know? Like I I I don't know that they're not tired of saying God that guy's an asshole. Like he just he just dissed a kid who played his first NHL game, Jacob Pelche, a kid who's like come up. He's been really, really, like, he's been super, super engaged. He's one of these, like, Mitch Marner types of kids that that just loves the game and wants to play and is excited and everything. And he plays his first NHL game, and and and, um, and uh, Daryl Sutter says, oh, did he play? I didn't even notice him on the, I have to look at the score sheet. Like, yeah, yeah. shut up. Yeah. You know, anyways. Anyways, I, I just, um. I, I mean, there's there's got to be some turnover there, whether it's the coach, the management, or players. And again, goaltending, goaltending. It's you know, Jacob Markstrom has not been good. I think He's to me, good. I think it 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 legitimately comes down to goaltending. Yeah, because it doesn't come down to defense. That defense is, I mean, before the season, we were talking about that defense core maybe being among, if not the best in the NHL. Yeah. Okay, like so, they're right there with Colorado and Carolina as far as depth on defense, you know? Yeah. Um, so it does come down to goaltending. I get it. So w- one thing about the defense, can we stop talking about uh, Mackenzie Weger as like being like a top line defenseman? He, he never, never really has been. He, the, that wasn't the plan in Calgary. No. I just, I just keep on hearing how like, well, I don't understand. They knocked it out of the park when they got not only a top-line winger, but a top-line defenseman. Not I'm a like, top-line defenseman. They got a top-four defenseman. Yeah. They got a top-four defenseman. Yeah. yeah. I remember last year talking to uh, a scout, and, uh, and you know, we were talking about the di- basically Tampa versus uh, Mon- uh, uh, versus Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's, he said, look, he said it's, it, Tampa just creams Florida every day of the week because look at their defense core. And I was kind of like, okay, like, what do you mean? And he goes, he goes, is Mackenzie Weger a, a top pairing defenseman on any team but Florida? 
And that was what, and I was kind of, I mean, well, my whole assertion about Florida was they were a, an Aaron Eckblad injury away from being a, a non playoff team. Yeah. But now they, I think, I think they're going to get in. Uh, which is very possible. Which is not great for the Montreal Canadian fans out there. Yeah. Who we have to, like, we have to mention the Montreal Canadians every podcast. Do we? Yeah, because they're God's team. And it wasn't even me this time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so in the last 10 games, Calgary is 5-3-2. Uh, and two, Yeah. Right? Yeah. In the last 10 games. This is this is astounding, and this, and this really lends credence to my goaltending thing. They have, in the last five games, the fourth best Corsi 4 percentage in the league. In the last five, uh, 10 games, they have the seventh best expected goals for a percentage in the league. And here's what's really going to blow your mind. In the last uh, 10 games, they have the 11th best high danger Corsi 4 percentage in the league meaning that they're getting the shots off close to the net. Well, yeah, and that's been an issue there. That's been a huge issue there. Right. They so, outshoot but, they outshoot their opponents a lot, but if you look at the at the I think I I and I think the stats bear this out. Recent recent trends notwithstanding, yeah. they take a lot of low danger shots. They do so take a you, lot of low so danger shots. So you outshoot shots. a team 50 to 28 and you lose that's a big part of the reason why you lose. And would they be taking those low danger shots if Matthew Kachuk was standing in front of the net, clearing out space and being a mean SOB and and just being what he is? I don't yeah. think so. I mean, the problem is Huberto and, and Kadri have regressed to the mean a lot more than I think people might have expected. You could see it ha- you could see it coming. You could see it happening with Kadri. And wow, seven times seven. Wow. Yeah. Um and and Huberto just doesn't like like sometimes you can shoot. You know what I mean? Like it's okay to shoot sometimes. You know, in even hindsight, if you're even if you're a pass first guy and and you're you know you're a playmaker and you've you you know you've made your reputation on that, it's still okay to shoot sometimes. Yeah. In hindsight, because <clears throat> I, I mean I was a proponent of saying Huberto was the was was the best player in that trade, right? Yikes! <laughs> in hindsight, though, I should have factored in: Is he the best player to play under Daryl Sutter? Mm-hmm. And yeah, Matthew might, Kachuk yeah. is Daryl Sutter making a hockey player in a lab, right? Jonathan Uberdo is like I don't know if he makes it past the farm team under yeah, Daryl yeah, Sutter, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's he, yeah. I I don't know, man. Like it's. I mean, Lanny McDonald had to give Huberdo a pep talk yesterday. Like he actually gave him a pep talk. Really? Yeah. 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 He 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 was in Anaheim, I don't know, for whatever, for whatever it is that Lanny McDonald does. And he, yeah. he stopped by his stall after the skate and basically said, Hey, you know, chin up and you're you are loved. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then Lanny McDonald's mustache climbed over was- and slapped him across the face <laughs> and said, Get a hold of yourself, man. <laughs> I think it was some anniversary of him scoring his five hundredth goal. Yes, Lanny right. McDonald? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. He's a great player. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think I was letting any big cats out of the bag there. No. I didn't feel like no. it was a hot take or anything. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, you know, I didn't know what else to say about him. So I just thought okay. I'd, 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 I wanted to contribute to the conversation yeah, you somehow. Wanted to, you wanted to fill the vacuum of silence. Yeah. <laughs> Nature abhors a vacuum. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I said he's a good player. Uh-huh. I, I think that, like, when I look at all the numbers all being 
actually quite good, including that high danger Corsi 4, which kind of flies in the face of what people are saying about the Calgary Flames mm -hmm. and only having perimeter shots. They are, of course, relying heavily on perimeter shots, but they're getting more than enough. They're 11th best in the league for high danger Corsi chances per 60. So they're getting enough from that high danger area. It's goaltending. And and the and the truth is is that once goaltending collapses, then uh, everything else the dominoes fall. The all team over the place. loses f loses yeah. faith in the goaltender. The goaltender loses faith in the team. The coach loses faith faith in the team, and and all those all those dominoes fall. And who would have thought that Markstrom would have collapsed like this? Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. The the only thing that I'll say is that he's played too much, and. When they tried to make him a number one goalie in uh, in Vancouver, it seemed clear that he was a guy that struggled under a high workload, mm -hmm. and then played a lot better when there were other goalies that could take on a and they've significant got Dan chunk of Vladar. it. Like it's not like they've got you know. But are they playing him? Well, they played him last night in a game against the worst team in the league. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. And I really believe the Anaheim Ducks are the worst team in the NHL. Not the Columbus Blue Jackets. Like, they are so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I would uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the Winnipeg Jets? Yeah. I mean, it kind of dovetails nicely, right? Because they're four points ahead. They both have 10 games left. Yeah. Right? And I was just looking at their, their uh, schedules, as we say in Canada. Or at least as I say. <laughs> I and, think that's a you and, thing. And they're, and they're pretty, they're pretty, like, it. Like, I wouldn't say that either one of them has, well, they're all playing Western Conference teams, so they both have fairly easy ones. <laughs> um, I, I would say it's, it's, I would say that's a toss up over strength of uh, opponent down the stretch here. Um, you know, Calgary might have a bit easier of a time. They've got Vegas, San Jose, LA, then Vancouver, Anaheim, Chicago. Then a game, the fifth against Winnipeg, which will be huge. Then Vancouver, Nashville, San Jose. And Winnipeg has Anaheim, LA, San Jose, Detroit. So they're playing a team in the East. New Jersey, another team in the East. Then they play Calgary, Nashville, San Jose, Minnesota, and then Colorado in the last game. So um, so I, I would say that's negligible. Yeah. But, but four points is a lot to make up in 10 games now. It really is. So yeah. uh, I, I do think, and, and the question was, are they going to make the playoffs? And I, and I believe they will. I, mm -hmm. I believe that the Winnipeg Jets will. Um, but they'll be an easy out in the first round, I think. Do you think so? Yes. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Please. I'll tell you why. Because I think the Colorado Avalanche are going to win that division. Are going to win the Central Division and possibly the Western Conference. You think the Colorado Avalanche will win the Central Division? Yeah, they're one point out of first place right now. They've got a better win percentage than Dallas. Right, and yeah. the, and okay. they've got games in hand, and they're playing great. So Winnipeg goes up it, against Colorado. Goes up against Colorado and, and gets and gets, gets caved smoked. in. Gets yeah. caved in. I think Ca they get like caved in. Five I think they games. get smoked next to Dallas as well. They might. Yeah. You know, if, I, if I, the I have. Today I don't have a lot of faith in that team right now. I mean, I like some the of the stars. Stuff. I, no, I'm oh the uh, Jets, the Jets. Yeah, well, yeah. actually, the way the Stars have played lately, and they can't do anything in overtime. God, they've been terrible. Anyways, but it's but, a good thing that there's no three on three overtime. Well, no, in but the playoffs. but there's still overtime. <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's yeah. played like the game, yeah, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, um, but but to me, the Jets like they're they're five on five, and you can look up all the 
Corsi for and expected goals against and for and you know the record when it's a full moon in the middle of the month and you know whatever yeah. but but to me they're five men. I need to I need to do my Stonehenge calendar in order to do that mm. yes okay yeah. to me that they're five man like when I watch it they're five man defensive play is just abysmal and and not only is Connor Hellebuck playing a lot of games. I mean, a lot of guys are playing a lot of games. Like UC Saros is playing a bunch of games. There's a lot of guys who are like 50 plus already. Yeah. I, I think, I think Hellebuck's got the most at 55 or 56. Um, and he looks like he's wearing down to me. I I felt that he's starting to come back. Yeah. He looked okay. like he was wearing down about a week ago. Yeah. I think we talked about it two weeks ago. Yep. And I, I feel like he's starting to look more uh, more himself. Okay. <clears throat> but he's... Um, I, so here's the thing. I, I've tuned into maybe two or three Winnipeg Jets games a week consistently yeah. over the last little while. Yeah. I just... You know what? I, I'm not a flipper. I don't like flipping through games. I know that you love flipping I, through games. Yeah, that's a problem. And I and I, I I wish I wasn't a flipper, but I am. That's funny because I wish you, I was a flipper, but I'm no, not. No, I, I wish I could just I, I wish I could just focus on one or two, but yeah. I, I just end up just oh, it's three three and there's three minutes left. Got to get to this game. Yeah, the curse of having the center ice package. But I like I, I like you know I go on I I go and I look at the different matchups and I go oh that's one that I want to see. Yeah. Right. And there have been a few, a fair amount of Winnipeg Jets matchups lately. And what I've noticed in every Winnipeg Jets game that I've watched is that they've gotten goalied every single time. Wow. And and, it, and so I wanted to look at the stats because I wanted to figure out if it was just the bias of I'm of, you know what I mean? Like I've only watched, you know, a few like I'm not like a dedicated Winnipeg Jets watcher, but they've gotten goalied like every single time they're putting up great shots. Great, you know, and so then I looked it up and and sure enough, the numbers bear it out. They're they're doing well. They're putting up high danger chances. They're doing everything right. Mm -hmm. And they're just getting goalied. And uh, they didn't last night. Connor Hellbuck was the first star last night. Yeah, but I'm not and I'm not even referring to Connor Hellbuck as the problem. I I just think that right now their blip is kind of like a just bad luck of running into like Three out of five of their goalies have been hot goalies mm, that they've run interesting, into. Interesting. I'm, it's, yeah. it's just a theory. Yeah. Um, one theory that I think needs to be credited to uh, to to the folks at the Hockey News is that they've been playing worse ever since Cole Perfetti came out of the lineup. He's been hurt, so yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. what I mean when I say came yeah, out of the lineup. Yeah, yeah. Of the lineup. yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. say by choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. He quit the team. <laughs> he quit. <laughs> he's he's in the I've KHL now. I've had it. I've had it. Yeah, he's in the KHL I'm now. I'm Perfetti, damn it. <laughs> so, so, uh, and so I was kind of curious about that, and I looked at the numbers, and would you believe that the top two line combinations that played the most time on ice the whole year both involve Cole Perfetti? Yeah. Perfetti okay. Shifley Wheeler and Perfetti Dubois Wheeler. Wow. Have been the yeah. two top line combinations. Yeah. Yeah. And both of those lines have been excellent this year. Right. The next line is Appleton Shifley Kyle wow. Connor. Oh, okay. And they have not been good this year. Yeah. According to Natural Stat Trick. Okay. So I, I was kind of curious when when they said that, I was like, I wonder how the numbers bear out on Cole Perfetti. Well, those in- guys can look at numbers too. Well, then why didn't they? 
Well, they did. You said they did. No, they didn't. They did. oh, they all the the only number that they looked at was um, oh. was that their their record has gotten worse. I see. Okay, since okay. Yeah, yeah, coming yeah, out, yeah, so okay. I wanted to see what so direct the, contribution. The old blind squirrel finding the nut sort of thing. No, I'm not saying that. I think that they're intelligent people. <clears throat> I know them. They're not that bright. <laughs> I was, they're not that. They're not that sharp. I was trying to do a. Anyways, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just joking. I'm Ryan. just joking. Ryan, no, Ryan would, Ryan, I doubt if he'd listen to this because I don't listen to him. But <laughs> if Ryan were listening, he'd laugh and say, ha ha, that idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he would get the joke and so would Mike Stevens. They're both really sharp guys. Good, good, good. good. Whom, I, whom I have a lot of time for and really like. Good. Well, and, gl- and I think they like me, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is you're making me think of the man of La Mancha and Sancho Panza singing. I like him. I really like him. Can you we get one through one podcast without you singing something? Pluck me Can naked as it? a scalded chicken. I like oh, him. Now, yeah, now that you say that, like now I'm not getting that out of my head. The only way out is through. Okay. Oh, you God. just sometimes you just have to commit to the bit until it lands. And let me know. So I'm going to keep singing. Let me know. I'm going to keep singing until you laugh, Ken. I don't have. Oh, ha, ha, ha. There, I laughed. Nailed it. Nailed it. You see? (laughs) Perfect. Um, I got 40 bucks to sing at Carnegie Hall. No, I. (laughs) 30 to start and 10 to stop. No, no, but joking aside, you're actually, I, I don't... You're actually a very, very talented singer. You're oh, well, very thank good. you very much. Your thank singing you is really much. good, but yeah. it just annoys the shit out of me. So, yeah, as it so, probably does to most so people. stop it. You did it in the dressing room one night when we were playing hockey. Did I? Yeah, you busted out into, uh, like, uh, I think it was, like, West Side Story or something. And, like, everybody was looking, and you were you come out for the first time. And everybody's looking at each other going, who's this idiot? <laughs> <laughs> well, before that, I made sure to tell everybody that you were the one that brought me out. Right, exactly, yeah. Way to go, Ken. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. You brought out the guy that wears goalie skates, tears up, <laughs> chunks up the ice, and then comes into the dressing room and starts belting out show tunes. <laughs> Get this guy out of here. You forgot the you, absolute you notice you ripper of a in, far side goal yeah, I took. Yeah, notice you haven't been invited back. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing tonight, by the way, if you want to come out. but I'm going to be wiped tonight. I got a lot of coaching as soon as this podcast is over. Yeah, because standing on the ice and pushing pucks is really hard. Hey, I shoot so many pucks a week, and I have to skate around. And I have to yell at kids. There's a lot that goes into coaching that you would be surprised at. I've coached before. I know. No, I'm talking about goalie coaching, what I do. Yeah, I've goalie coached before. (laughs) (laughs) Stop the puck! (laughs) (laughs) So, do you have anything more to say on Winnipeg before we get on to our last segment? No, I'm looking forward to our last segment. All right. All new. The all-new segment. Story time with Ken. All right, roll intro. And now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the podcast, story time with Ken Campbell. So grab your favorite mug of cocoa, hold it close to your body with two hands, and set by the fire as you listen to the soothing tones of Ken's voice telling stories from his 30 years of covering the NHL. 
I feel like we had to go. We have to go like full CBC slash NPR with this. Oh yeah, we should. That was lovely. Yeah, that was a lovely intro. That was a lovely intro. Dylan is very Dylan is very very proud of that intro, <laughs> as he should be. It's wonderful. Thank you. It was at that Just moment me... that they found the murdered and disfigured <laughs> corpse. <laughs> Just let me pull on my cardigan here. Grab my pipe. So, yeah. So last week we talked about Pat Quinn, and I, I, I thought it went fairly well. I told some good stories about him. So I just thought, you know, maybe we could turn this into a regular segment on the podcast. Yeah. Perhaps get it sponsored <laughs> by someone. <laughs> anyways, I'm calling Penguin anyways, story, right now. Story time with Ken Campbell. So this week's story involves the greatest defenseman who ever lived, Bobby Orr who recently celebrated his 75th birthday the other day. And I would like to join the chorus of, of the hockey world in wishing Bobby all the best on this Hallmark birthday. But he's not my favorite person in the world. I know lots of people like him. I know a lot of people have met him and think he's wonderful. I'm not one of those people. But Don Cherry likes him. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> And a lot of it goes back to, the year was 1996. I was a spry, how old was I? (laughs) 34. Two years older than I am now. Wow. (laughs) That sucks. How do you feel? Yeah. Yeah. And I was working at the Hockey News at the time. And I was mostly editing, but I also had a, I also had, I also did some writing. I was kind of dual. And it was the first year that the Canadian Hockey League had its annual prospects game for players who were going to be in that year's draft. I mean, it's a game they have every year now. Everybody knows about it. But this was the first year. And they had announced that um, Bobby Orr and Don Cherry were going to be the coaches for each of the teams. And... You know, like when people zig, I like to zag a little bit. And I just got to thinking, Bobby Orr at that time was also also had his own agency, the Bobby Orr agency, which has morphed into several different things and is now Wasserman Hockey, uh, which is a titan in the business of hockey representation. Mm-hmm. But he was an agent at that time. And I got to thinking, you know, where I'm from, that spells a little bit of a conflict of interest here, that a guy who is an active agent in the NHL Players Association is going to have unfettered access for about three days with the best young players in junior hockey who are up for the draft. And I thought, that's a bit of a conflict of interest. And everybody said, well, yeah, but it's Bobby Orr. And I said, yeah, but it doesn't matter that it's Bobby Orr. It doesn't matter who the person is. It's the perception. And I thought that was a bad perception. I thought that was a bad look. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I've always thought that, you know, it's not just the conflict of interest, it's the perception of a conflict of interest. And that's what I thought it was. So anyways, my boss at the time, Steve Dryden told me, well, you gotta, if you're going to write this, you got to call Bobby Orr and let him, you know, defend himself. Mm-hmm. So I call up Robert Gordon and he's not terribly impressed with my line of questioning as, as I would have expected. Um, and so at one point I asked him a question and there was just silence. 
And then I thought I heard a click on the phone. And then I said to the guys around me, hey, it's not every day the greatest defenseman in NHL history hangs up on you. And then about three or four seconds later, I heard three very, very, very terrible words. <laughs> I am still here. <laughs> <laughs> so Bobby and I got through that. But that, that's not why Bobby Orr is not my favorite person in the world. It's not because he endorsed Donald Trump that he's not my favorite person in the world, although that helps. Um, it's because of what happened later. I went to cover the, the, the proceedings. It was at the old Maple Leaf Gardens. And Bobby Rob Orr was. was Bobby Orr was doing a, a scrum, and and uh, and you know all the reporters were around, and I I was one of them, and he took issue, he took public issue with what I had written about how I thought this was a conflict of interest and he shouldn't be doing it, and you know he said I'm not going to be giving out business cards, and I was like, well that's not the point, but anyways he he grabbed me, put me in a headlock, and called me a little shit, and in front of like. All of my colleagues, right? Mm -hmm. I, I was, I was just, I was flabbergasted. I was furious, um, and uh, it, it wasn't great. Uh, I really didn't, I really didn't appreciate that Bobby Orr did that mm -hmm. to me at that time. Um, and uh, yeah, so that kind of goes back to where I'm not so crazy about Robert Gordon. Um, I respect him as a player. I think he was a, obviously the greatest. I don't think he's the greatest player who ever lived. I think Wayne Gretzky no. is, and it's yeah. not close. Yeah. It's not close. Yeah. I mean, other people will say it's Bobby Orr and it's not close. I say it's Wayne Gretzky and it's not close. Um, let's not overthink this. Yeah. You yeah. take away his goals. And he still has the most points. <laughs> right. Exactly. The, exactly. Um, you know, I appreciate what he did. I appreciate what he's done for hockey. I appreciate the fact that, you know, he, you know, I'm sure there were kids from the Ma Massachusetts that played for the 1980 U.S. Olympic team that were inspired by Bobby Orr. But mm -hmm. I just didn't think that was the greatest thing to do. And, uh, and yeah, so we've kind of had a, we've had kind of an off and on relationship since then. Prickly. Prickly, a little bit. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, yeah, so that's yeah. my, uh, that's He's my the prick Bobby Orr's the league. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> So there you go. There's my story for this week. Storytime with Ken Campbell is brought to you by Random House Publishing. Random House. We're not Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, that was great. Oh, thanks. Join us next week for an all-new Storytime with Ken Campbell. And we also might talk about hockey, too. We might. Yeah. All right. Well, check us out on Twitter at Hockey No Filter. Of course, check out Ken's uh, excellent work at Ken underscore Campbell 27. I was on the Twitter thing at KenCampbell.substack.com. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>